Welcome back to CCMN 3D. I'm Derek. And I'm Dave. Boy, great to be back with you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Today, or whenever you're listening. (laughs) Whenever it is that you're listening. (laughs) Right. I hope, well, let's see. It's not, this was not going to be released today. So, if anyone's able to listen to this today, something happened. Let us know about it. Yeah, you've clearly hacked into our our Zoom recorder. So, well, welcome back, everyone. It's good to be back uh, as a duo again. Um, looking into all the um, great CCM throughout all the years, and and Dave, I, I have to be honest. Uh, okay. okay, can I can I level with you? An honest moment from Dave. Yes, an honest moment. I'm a little nervous about this episode. Really, I'm a little nervous because, you know, you and I went back and forth on text. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna? do this next episode and i hope we ended up in the same place so i think we probably did but i'm hoping we ended up in the same place so what what is your understanding of what today's episode is what's your understanding so we had a conversation off the air or off the podcast about um you know what what should we do next time and somehow jesus music came up Mm -hmm. and uh, both you and i are uh, go way back with christian music and have a history with what is referred to as Jesus music, which typically, I would say, starts in the early 70s, goes through 80, 81, 82, 83. That's kind of where it gets muddy, muddy yeah. for us. Of course, we usually emphasize 85 to 95. Right. So we thought Why did we, we would... do that again? I'm, I'm, I think we put that from unguarded to Jesus freak. Is that yes. kind of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that, to us, that's our favorite era and the best era, in our opinions, right. of right. contemporary Christian music. Right. So we thought it'd be fun to go back and do some of the older releases that we call Out of Bounds. Right. And uh, instead of going Out of Bounds post-95, we went pre-85. Yes. Okay. Okay. So is that what you did? I narrowed it down even a little more than that. But okay. yes, I did go pre-85. So yes, we're still within the same parameters. Good. I just limited myself to pre to 1980 or before. Oh, so really? So I went back even five, wow. year, five years back from that. Okay. So mine will be either 1980 or prior to 1980. So that's okay. where I'll go. And I think we're going to land on our feet and be just fine. I think it'll so be fine. It sounds like we got on the same uh, on the same page finally. Whew, thank goodness. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, um, we've been getting a lot of fan letters and cards and mails and faxes and and all kinds of things about um, kind of the quasi third member of our team, Dan, and he's still not here. The chair's empty, isn't it? Right. So the third rem- uh, member for now is Robot Dan, and you know, a pretty good proxy, right. to be honest. Right. We still love the original Dan. Oh yeah, I want the original Dan to come back. Yes. But until that time, we're just gonna have to be happy with Robot Dan. Okay. So here's the deal. I I, I did. Uh, the the uh, he connects to the internet and they suggested a firmware upgrade this week. Oh, what upgrade? S- a firmware upgrade. Firmware. Yeah, that's okay. the software that runs in the background. Okay. So I'm hopeful that Robot Dan is not wonky. All right. But I make no guarantees. Is it supposedly a better version of Robot Dan, like Robot Dan 2.0? You know, as is the nature with firmware upgrades, they always promise the world, and yeah. it's it usually ends up being and, wonky. And you don't get it. Yeah, so <laughs> anything goes with this oh, robot, Dan. Right. Can't so, wait for this. Yeah, so I booted, it up, I booted him up an hour and a half ago, so he's had time to get the vacuum tubes warm. Okay, good. So, uh, Dan, you want to, robot Dan, you want to chime in here at all before we get started? Up under the girders. Oh, get up under the girders. Okay. okay. So, of course, he goes there immediately. Yeah. By the way, don't get up under the bridge girders during a tornado. That's the wrong thing to do. Right. That's my understanding, too. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, don't don't get up under the girders. No. So, anyway, so we're going to throw it out of bounds here. And um, Dave's going to go prior to 1985. I'm going to go 1980 and prior. And... Let's just kick it off. Dave, you want? Right. I, do you have honorable mentions you want we to do. talk about? We okay. do. So I guess we'll start, as always, with honorable mentions. Go right ahead. Yep, and, please uh, do. As going through the uh, the prep for this episode, Derek, I realized I had all except one of my selections on vinyl. 
So I brought them all in for you. I knew you would enjoy this. I, I'm going to enjoy this greatly. So uh, the other thing I try to do with uh, with my picks is stay to one release per artist. In other words, not have two or three Amy Grant selections yeah, or Smitty selections. I may have broken that rule online. Well, so. I was going to say my first pick I did break. Okay. Because this artist is on two different selections. Okay. Well, So I'm just giving you a heads hey, up on it's that. It's our podcast. We, we can do we this. We can make the rules. We can make the rules here. All right. So my first release, uh, by, by the way, in no particular order. Okay. Um, this was a guy that uh, made it big with a, ba- a group that okay. went solo mm-hmm. and was even bigger with the solo. And my first selection is his first solo album from 1983. It is Walls of Glass. Walls of Glass. Russ Taff. Yes. His and you've first got solo it on vinyl. Yes. Look at that. I love the uh, the pictures on the back there with uh, him and Tori and yeah. Russ and various uh, you know, gestures. He's pointing to the sky there via Keith Green, I guess. I guess so, yeah. He, this, he still had the mustache. He's got the stash, yeah. He's got the big kind of 70s Doobie Brothers hair. Yeah, too. not the mullet, but like no, the, not, big, the big Doobie Brothers. Yeah, he looks like Patrick Simmons or something like that. Uh, big fan of Russ. Spent a lot of time with this album when it came out. Yep. Um, some of my highlights here. I love Walls of Glass, the title cut. Uh, Pure and Hard is outstanding. There's a great rocker on here called Inside Look mm-hmm. with James Hollihan on guitar. Just unbelievable. And, of course, the standout, probably his most famous song, We Will Stand, yeah. is on this, rounding out side one yeah. uh, of this album. But uh, Walls of Glass... Um, yeah, one of my uh, one of my picks here for our uh, our out of bounds episode. Now, can I see this for a second? Uh, I yes. think Feel does free. this have does this have credits on yes. this? Okay, if I'm remembering correctly, I think this had Jeff Picaro on app. Jeff Picaro, Nathan East, Jeff Picaro, Mike Landau, Nathan East. Oh boy, yep, crazy. Michael O'Mardian. Wow, this was like Bill Champlin. Um, oh, I forgot he sang on that, yeah. This is like the who's who of West Coast AOR yep. session people. So here we go. That is, that's amazing. That's really good, yeah. So I've never seen this on vinyl. So is that, that right? I've got my CD over there, oh. but I've never seen it on vinyl. So that's cool. And let's see, this was on Mur. yep, on Mur Records. Yeah. Back in the day, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm yeah. going to be checking out the vinyl. I don't, I lived through vinyl and I'm a CD guy. Do you have a do you have a I do not have turntable a C- at home? Yeah, I got a turntable. I thought you were gonna find a CD copy. Okay. I do not have a CD copy. Okay. This, so. Yeah, I mean I I lived all my younger years scratching up all my vinyl and leaving it out on the driveway right. and warped. So <laughs> when CDs came along, I was like, finally, no pops, no warping, no nothing. Yeah. So and then you scratched a CD and, it, and like you realize so. oh, it sounded like the beginning of Tearing Down the Walls by Michael W. <laughs> <Lee> Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's nice. a reference. That is a great reference. Yes. <laughs> Tearing down the walls. So my uh, first honorable mention, I only have three, so maybe you've got more than I do this I time. Got so. a couple extra. Okay. So my first one, and like Dave, no particular order, comes from 1978, because remember, I'm 1980 and prior. Right. So I'm going all the way back to 1978 by Keith Green, No Compromise. Oh, love it. So it was hard. To, I knew I had to figure out a Keith Green um album and so this one is the one i picked out uh track for track i think it's my favorite keith green album uh i remember being struck so much and i was late to the keith green game because in 1978 i was still into kiss and the jackson five and all the Mm -hmm. stuff so right um eventually you know in the early 80s i came around to patra keith green to garmo key that sort of thing so with this i was struck by two songs um First of all, the song To Obey is Better Than Sacrifice, where mm-hmm. Keith sings, To Obey is Better Than Sacrifice. I want more than Sundays and Wednesday nights, because if you can't come to me every day, then don't bother coming at all. Wow. Yeah. I, I love like, that song. I'm not sure that Shmeshmov would uh, play a song like that. <laughs> you know? Probably not. Probably not. And then the other one on here is Asleep in the Light, which, of course, Michael Card oh, redid yeah. on the, the tribute. How can you be so dead when you've been so well fed? Jesus rose from the grave, and you, you can't even get, get out, out of bed. bed. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lyrics. Yeah. So, man, that's this, this album just hit me like a ton of bricks when it finally... Yep. Landed in my cassette deck. So um, I don't have this on CD. I don't have any Keith on CD. Wish I did, but I don't. But anyway, 1978 Keith Green, No Compromise. That's kind of my go-to Keith Green. Yeah, to me, you can't go wrong with any Keith Green album. No, you really can't. Uh, that, he was very big in our household, so yep. yeah, we had all all of them. In fact, I've got that one on vinyl. I should have brought it for you. Oh, you should have. You should. I, I have no, no turntable. I have no turntable. Oh, okay. Well, you so, could have looked at it. Yeah, I, I could have looked at it. All right, so my next pick is, I'm interested to get your reaction to this. Okay. 
because I, I'm actually a, a fan of this this group. I could have picked an earlier album, but I went with one from 1984 where they went from like 70s hair, you know, that decade. All of a sudden now they're in the full 80s. And it was kind of odd, but for the time, it was really really modern album modern look okay I'm talking, okay talking about the archers <laughs> the archers all systems are go wow from 1984 i've always loved uh, steve archer's voice i think he's just got one of the, one of the best voices in, in ccm and uh this album really sounded contemporary now you listen to it now and you're like boy that's 80s yeah I, yeah I've, you know. I, now again, we we've always said on our podcast, we're not going to get bogged down and boy, that sounds eighties. Of course right. it does. Yes, it's, exactly. It's fine. It it is what it is. But uh, some standouts out here. I love the title track. It starts out like you're listening to a NASA launch. Oh. Pretty cool effects. Mm-hmm. Um, Heaven in your eyes, beautiful song. Um, probably every good and perfect gift is my favorite. It's a ballad. Um, and then uh, there's a rocker on here that Tim Archer sings on, which he, that's kind of rare for the mm-hmm. Archers, but he sings on Don't Let It. I but uh, you can see them in their uh, in their 80s jumpsuits yeah. and their moose hair, yeah. and, uh, and they're ready to go. Take on 1984. Yeah. Um, we should show this to Robot Dan. Robot Dan, what do you think yeah, about this here album cover? This podcast is totally positive and encouraging oh, oh of yeah, course it is of course it is and uh, so, something else i wanted to point oh yeah out there. please do yeah all right do you know what what that would be right there it's like an indent in the album cover like a cut a cut in the album cover on the front oh is this a is this where they oh this is where they tore your sticker off is yes that, your, that was oh. the buy boys it buy four get one free buy four get one free yeah wow took it, took it off right there I, you know, I don't know anything about the Archers. It strikes me that it's a fine line between the Archers and the Archies. <laughs> it so, is. So, you know, yes. you don't want sugar, sugar here. No. This is you, the Archers. Right. You okay. don't want sugar, sugar. Are, do we have credits in oh, here? Oh, yeah. There's credits on there. Okay. Wow. That's a I lot I should have of, taken those out. What's the girl's name? I assume she's an uh, Archer. Cindy. Cindy Archer. She, uh, by the way, she's a member of the Cruz family as well because oh, she married she into them. She Cindy sang, Cruz. And she okay. sang with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just going to see what kind of uh, credits we have here. Do we have any? Okay. Uh, this too, I would guess, would be a very West Coast album because yeah. that's where they're from. I see uh, John Andrew Schreiner playing keyboards. That's about the only. Uh, that's the only name I reckon. Oh, the drummer is named Lee Kicks. Nice. Well, that's appropriate. That's a perfect name Lee for a Lee Kicks drummer. drums or something. <laughs> so that is positive and encouraging. It is. Lee go, Derek. Yeah. I knew you would enjoy that pick. That is great. That yeah. is that is so quintessentially eighties. <laughs> it is the the artwork, the design, right. the fonts. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's great. It's a throwback. Okay, well, what that's that is one I had not expected. <laughs> so, okay, so mine again is um, sticking 1980, just right there, uh, where I cut things off for me, and it is um, a second chapter of Axe album called "The Roar of Love." Nice. Okay, this is second chapter of Axe fourth album, and uh, "The Roar of Love" is a concept record. It's based around. C.S. Lewis is the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Now, Dave, right over your left shoulder back yep. there is my yep. whole C.S. Lewis. So oh, you nice. can tell I'm a C.S. Lewis junkie. Yeah. I, I've i got a whole shelf full here in my office of books, and it starts over the, down there. Oh, wow. So I am Mr. C.S. Lewis fan. So Can I throw something in real quick? Yes. Since we're talking about C.S. Lewis. Yes. So my wife Susan and I were watching a TV, a modern TV show, yes. new episode, a couple nights ago. Okay lady was in the hospital and she was stressed out about her operation and the doctor comes in he's like what are you reading oh, i'm reading the lion the witch in the wardrobe really my all-time favorite book what what show should i ask what show this is uh, it was on uh, the resident the resident i thought wow here in 2022 okay. that's in a tv show I and you said it was a cool. new episode it was a brand new episode brand new episode yeah. wow okay there you go um i digress so uh this album this concept album the studio musician quotient here is really high michael omardian phil kagi um a little rhythm section with a little known bass player named lee sklar who's yep. a huge fan of um of uh of the second chapter of acts and um dave kemper is the drummer on here Matthew Ward gets a big vocal spotlight as one of the Pevensey children. He's Edmund, and he sings the song Turkish Delight. Um, of course, you get the beautiful 
three-part harmonies between Matthew and Annie and Nellie on songs like um, uh, uh, He's Broken Through, the title track. The Roar of Love's almost kind of progressive rock. It's it's a strange amalgam of of CCM and really kind of reaching on a concept, but I think it really works. And so, um, you know, I remember seeing all these uh, albums re-released on CD back in the day. Better Book Room here oh, in Wichita. Great store. Um, I, I should have picked them up. I just didn't. I saw Roar of Love. Um, with footnotes, how the West was won, and I didn't pick them up. Uh-huh. So I'm kicking myself now because the Roar of Love now used on Discogs is real pricey. But mm. so that's uh, that's my uh, second of three honorable mentions: the Roar of Love from 1980 by Second Chapter of Acts. Now, can I ask a question on the Archers real quick? I'm yes. noticing something. Okay. So kicking it back to Dave's previous. Uh, honorable mention is that am i seeing that right that's on light records yes, it is okay now am i also remembering correctly that brian duncan had some albums on light he records did. is like that his, right at least the first few the first few okay yes, yes. okay that's what i remember so yeah. and i meant to point that out so dot, that, that's a dot, good dot. are you okay are you okay oh no oh no sos Help is on the way. Help is on the way. He, <laughs> Help is on the way. He knows Brian Duncan. He does. So what that firmware, Robot Dan. That firmware that firmware was a good upgrade there. So nice. Good. Props to Robot Dan. Yeah, good. Oh, that's really good. Okay. All right. So all right, I'll move on here yeah, to my next do. one. This one's from 1980. And uh, you shared with me a, a list that was published, I think, this week about the top Christian rock albums. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about. Oh, definitely. This one actually made the list. It is uh, Daniel Amos's horrendous disc. You've got that on vinyl. <laughs> got the vinyl. You've got yes. it on vinyl. And uh, boy, I used to listen to this as a uh, boy. This came out. What year was this? This came out in eighty. So I was ten. Oh, wow. And as a ten-year-old kid, just blew me away listening to these. Just it, Daniel Amos, odd, obviously, but boy, just some great stuff. I Love You is a great rocker to uh, open it up within. One of my all-time favorite song titles, Derek, Nearsighted Girl with Approaching Tidal Wave. Up in her room, she gets out of the sack, goes down to the beach and lies on her back. In the sunshine all day, what's the hurry? That's the opening uh, verse. That's the opening verse. Yes. And it goes on about how this girl's looking for something better. So it's, uh, yeah. Daniel Amos, like I said, uh, very odd, you know, by a a lot of accounts, band, but very popular back in this time as well. Yes. And, Which uh, one's Daniel? Uh, that's just the name of the band. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. They got would it. later, by the way, shorten the name to the Daniel Band. I guess Daniel really? Amos was too much. I did not know Daniel Band. The, the same band that did On Rock? I believe so. Really? Could be incorrect. I had no idea they were but connected. I always, here's uh, the insert from the album. I always thought that was cool. Oh, kind of like a wow. magazine cover. Solid rock. That's crazy. Okay. And... Uh, Another odd, uh, another interesting fact on here, uh, produced by Larry Norman. In fact, right here on the back, Larry Norman presents. Presents. Wow. And this was their debut record, correct? Um, Daniel Amos. I believe so. Okay. Don't quote me on that. This looks like this is a special collector's edition. Uh, it's a special collector's edition, pressed on Mars. I have no oh. idea. Maybe that's a joke. I told you they were, uh, you know, a different. Attention, Earthlings. You know? Yeah. Allow hi-fi needle to orbit grooved musical saucer at maximum decibel <laughs> level. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so there you go. Horrendous disc, a classic from Daniel Amos, one of my uh, honorable mentions. Oh, that's great. That's, I've never seen that on, on vinyl. Okay. So my last honorable uh, mention is from 1978. The very, very first christian hard rock album that i ever heard 78 78 okay you thinking in your mind i am thinking okay you know where i'm going with this i'm thinking maybe petra no 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 okay i think petra released that year was that washes no washes wider than was 79 i believe yeah um maybe that first petra album came out in 78 just said petra on it in the sand yeah in the sand yeah Okay, the debut album by Resurrection Band, really? Waiting Your Reply. Nice. Yep, very first thing I ever heard, huh. Christian Hard Rock. Self-produced, and I think it still stands up today. I went back and listened to it on YouTube okay. this week, and I was like, you know, song for song, this album still really holds up. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, the album 
was self-produced and recorded for only $8,000. Wow. They borrowed money over a period of two weeks. They recorded it in kind of all-night recording sessions, and they wrapped up on an Easter Sunday. Oh, wow. That's interesting. um, Songs like Waves and Broken Promises are still great. Um, And it was released by a nobody label in Texas named Starsong. Oh, wow. So Starsong actually (laughs) took a chance on it. And that begins the story of Glenn Kaiser, Wendy Kaiser, and Resurrection Band. 1978. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Resurrection Band came out of a ministry, yeah. right? Jesus People USA, I want yeah. to believe. Right. Uh, Chicago. Okay. Yep. That's right. And Resurrection Band kind of pulled the Whiteheart thing where they would change their names. They became oh, yeah. Res Band, then yep. Res, and then mm-hmm. it's never a good idea when the band's changing their name. No, that's so just that's not uh, something you want to do. No. <laughs> so it's like Whiteheart, two words, Whiteheart smooshed together. Right. And the lead singer's name is Rick, 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 yeah. spelled every which <laughs> many way. Many different ways. Yeah, many different ways. Resurrection <laughs> Band, great choice. <laughs> so Resurrection Band, 1978, awaiting your reply. All right. All right. Keep going. Okay, here's another honorable mention. This is the one I do not have a physical copy of, although I wish I did have a physical copy, which reminds me I need to bring it up here so I can tell you uh, the tracks on this album. This is one that that was in my house. Uh, My parents were big fans. Uh, My dad was a minister. Yes. And both my parents played gospel music, very musical. And they always had plenty of Andre Crouch albums. I wondered if we were going to get to yeah. an Andre Crouch album throughout uh, throughout the house. And this one I picked. I could have picked uh, several, but this one is uh, the one he did his live album, live in London. Mm-hmm. Andre Crouch and the Disciples. Just because there was something about hearing Andre live mm. that was just different from in the studio. Yeah, you know, yeah. more energy, different. Lot, yes, different yeah. feel. Yeah. Sometimes it's just him and the piano. I always felt that way about Leon Patello too. Yes. I like his live album better yes. than his studio album. Same here. Yeah. But uh, it's a very long album. Um, I can't even tell How long is it? It's got so many tracks on here, and it, it's it's well worth your money. I think I found it for ten bucks online if somebody wanted it. But it, anyway, oh. it's got songs like "A Perfect Peace," "I Surrender All," uh, "Take a Little Time," his version of "Power in the Blood," which is outstanding. And then, of course, he uh, wraps the whole thing up with uh, one of the greatest gospel songs of all time, "My Tribute." Ah, yep. Yep. But um, if you're an Andre Crouch fan at all, highly recommend this, uh, again, simply because it uh, it's a live album. You get that live Andre feel. Yep. Uh, came out in 1978, live in London with Andre Crouch and the Disciples. Yep, that's great. I had kind of wondered in my mind, okay, which Andre Crouch album is Dave going to... Because I know you're such a fan of <laughs> right. Andre Crouch. So I was thinking, I wonder which one he's going to pick. So I went and looked at all the discography and I thought... I really don't have a clue which one he's going to pick, so (laughs) I should have known on a live album. There you go. Okay, so you're going to have to keep going because I'm out of honorable mentions, so why don't you keep it going? This is my final honorable mention, and really this could have been on my top five. It was so tough not to pick this, but we kind of touched on him. Petra from Ah. 83, Not of This World. Um, my second Petra album, I Beat the System, was my first. Oh, Beat the System. Here we go. I think we're, we're... Computer brains, put garbage in. (laughs) Computer brains, get garbage out. Stop, Robot Computer brains, programming you. (laughs) Computer brains, what can you do? Break out. That's got to be the firmware upgrade, because he's he's not only, like, sounds human, he's got, like, a British accent. That's got to be his favorite all-time song, right? Robot Dan, Computer Brains. How could it not be? It's got to be his theme song. That's that's absolutely got to be his theme song. (laughs) (laughs) But Computer Brains is not on this album. It is not. This is just solid from, uh, as you know, I know you're a big fan, from uh, front to back. Starts off with, um, well, here's the other thing. The tracks are not in order. Oh really? Yes. You know what I, I you know what I've heard happens on this deal. What's that? So this is what I've heard. Uh, I heard this. Uh, where did I hear this? Oh, I was um, Ted Templeman's autobiography to Ted Templeman, the producer of the Doobie Brothers, Van Halen, Nicolette Larson, all these famous. He'd say if you look at my albums. The uh, track listing on the album or in the liner notes, the inner sleeve is always wrong. It's always different. Okay. And he said that he said the reason for that is I would literally keep changing it even after they submitted oh. the artwork to the art department. Interesting. So I bet what happened is yep. they switched the track listing even after the artwork and the stuff had been. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I so can see why that would happen. Yeah. 
So, okay. But you got, you know, big rock band Petra. They start off this album with the doxology and yep. they go right into the ballad, Night of the Swirl. Yeah. Finally kick things up with Bema Seat. And uh, boy, just hold on to your uh, seat from there on out. Mm-hmm. Just a great, wonderful album. God Pleasers on here, one of my all time favorite Petra songs. Not by sight. Not of the, like I said, Not of this world. Grave Robber, another Petra favorite. And uh, of course, uh, we've talked about this before. Their album artwork back in the day were just was just second to none. Yeah, it was amazing. The bat. Look at the back here. The guys are. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. They're picking a drum up, and Bob's holding chords. There's like yeah, they're packing up or something. I, it's, I'm is, not sure. Is that like There's, missiles that are being fired I, at them? I don't know. What I can't take my eyes off of is this <laughs> tour sheet that the you insert. Have. I was going to bring that up. Oh, this is amazing. Okay, so I'll let you bring it up. So what you what is that we're looking it's at? It's an here? insert into the album, the uh, Petra paraphernalia. So you can buy your own Petra gear, <gasps> jersey. Get your Petra jersey. My jersey. Your sleeveless T-shirts, your poster, and your Petra button. Wow, you're you're a t-shirt back in the day. How much do you think it costs? T-shirt back in the day. Very Petra t-shirt. Eight bucks. Yes. Did I get it? You got it. Eight I bucks. got it. Wow, eight bucks. If you wanted a jersey, it only set you back ten bucks. Wow. They have a satin tour jacket. Uh, I need me a Petra. No, not I've, of this world satin oh, tour that would jacket. Would be outstanding. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be though? So on the other side of this, they've got the complete uh, tour stops from '83 and '84. The not of this world tour started on October the seventh. The final date, and uh, not until. Um, August 31st in Europe. So this was a long tour. An intense tour. A lot of did stops. Did they come to Wichita? I'm looking right here. I believe this tour did. Kansas City on November the 11th of 83. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on down here and see what else. Just about every other city in the country is on here. Derek, uh, Wichita, Wichita, Wichita. I, I do not see Wichita. Oh, there it is. Oh. We were towards the end of their U.S. leg on June 18th. Of 82? Yes. Okay. No, 83. 83. Okay. And no, I'm sorry, 84. Oh, wow. And uh they were at uh they were at a Baptist church in town. Not sure if this church is still around, but they were at Colonial Heights Assembly. Colonial Heights Assembly. Yes. Wow. And their phone number is on here if you'd like no to. No way. <laughs> yes. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at that. Wow. Okay, so where are we? We're in Okay, there's Wichita. I, I my fies. Wow. Okay. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that, we were like th- close to the last tour date before they went to Europe. We were. Wow, but, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, something you don't see anymore is uh, yeah. you get the album and you get the complete tour dates that with is the a, album. That is a lot of tour dates. That is. So there you, you go, Petra, not of this world. You know, that era of Petra, that kind of that two album era right before Beat the System, Not of This World, and, and More Power to You. Yes. I've listened to those back-to-back, and I think I prefer More Power to You, but it's so close. Yeah, it it's is. It's just, you catch me on another day, I might mm-hmm. be Not of This World. Right. So, um, they're just kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, so, they're very similar. Yeah. So that's your last honorable mention? That's it. Okay, so do you want me to start? Yeah, kick off the top okay. five. Kick off the top five. Okay. So, going to 1977, I have already mentioned this album. Uh, my number five in my not honorable mentions, my mentions, uh, is How the West Was Won. Oh, so great album. This is a fantastic live album that I still listen to. It's on my phone. I've, I have a friend that had the CD, and so um, I used to have this CD. And I've moved so many times that it just went the way of all flesh, and I can't find it. I don't know where it is, which is really a pity because yeah. the cheapest replacement on Discogs is selling for hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. So, Ugh. so this is second chapter of X with Phil Keggy, and in quotes on the front of the album, a band called David. Okay. Quotes. Now, the band called David is made up of Herb Melton on bass, Gene Gunnels on drums, and Richard Souther on keyboards and piano. And you know that because the guy, the MC, which I wonder if it's Buck Herring. I don't know if it is. But he introduces the band by name, Herb Melton on bass, Gene Gunnels on drums, Richard Souther on piano and keyboards. And this brother is not a member of the band called David. He's on loan from a ministry called Love In in New York. It's Mr. Phil Kagey. Uh, and then he brings out the second chapter of Acts. So, so no members are named David in the band David. No, no members okay. are named David. I assume that's just because David was a skilled musician, and that's the reason they did that. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. I had a youth pastor that knew I was a guitarist, so he gave me this album on vinyl, and I wore 
that thing out. Mm. I just loved it. Um, Phil rips on, this is a great Phil Keggy electric guitar album. Yep. Um, hey, What You Say, Take Me Closer. And then he has a version of his song Rejoice, which is on his first solo album, his first you know, Christian album, which was, uh, what was the, what was the one right before love broke through? What a day. Okay. Uh, so it was on what a day. And there's a song called rejoice, which goes on for nearly 17 minutes. It's wow. got just this huge sprawling Phil Kagi guitar solo. So, um, it's amazing. So that one I go back to regularly. So it absolutely made my top five. How the West was one with Second Chapter of Acts, Phil Kagey, and a band called David from 1977. So. Any, anytime you see a uh, conversation on Facebook about, what's your favorite live album? Yeah. That always comes up. Does it? Yes, yeah. always. People yeah. just absolutely love How I, the West Was One. I love that album, too. Yeah. So I'm with them on that. Nice choice. Yep. All right, for me, this is uh, from 1984. Uh, his first album uh, kind of got him going, set him apart. Uh, I'm talking about Michael W. Smith. Um, love project, but the one I fell in love with him on is uh, Michael W. Smith too. Oh, for sure, and on vinyl. Look and at on you. vinyl. Look at this. You yes. know the uh, he's got the uh, the '80s looking sweatshirt. You know, wow. And uh, yeah, the blown hair. It had the fans going apparently. Just but, amazing. Uh, yeah, just amazing. But uh, first time I heard this, I'm like, it sounded so modern. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this guy is really, really something. Away. It starts off with Away. And of course, then one of your favorite Smitty songs. I am, uh, uh, where is it? I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Restless Heart on yeah. the second yeah. side. I thought it was on the first side yep. for some reason. Yep. Uh, I'm Up, another great Smitty song. Um, of course, he's got an uh, instrumental called Musical Instruments, yep. appropriately enough, that's on here. I think that's Dan Huff on that one, too. Is it? Well, let's I... take a look. We got the credits oh, We got here. the credits, yes. Yes, we go. We're going to look up uh, Musical Instruments, and it is, um, let's or see, he is not on this. It is John Goen. Leland Scar on bass, yep. Mark Cameron on Simmons drums, and Lenny Castro on percussion. Oh, I thought there was guitar on this. No guitar on that, mm. apparently. I'm sadly mistaken. But uh, who else is on this album? Mike Brignardello, of course, on bass. Yep. Dan Huff does play guitars. Paul Lim on drums. Uh, All-Star cast. Amy sings background vocals on Wrestle's Heart. Yep, so um, good. Just a great uh, CCM uh, classic album right there. So good. And yep. I'm looking to see who produced it. Brown? Doesn't say on the cover. Sometimes it does. Oh, let's yeah. look on the credits. Uh, let's see. I'm just curious. got to be here. So Mike and Dan, that's got to be Mike Blanton and, and Dan, Dan Harrell. Harrell. Yep. yep. Brown, it's sure a joy to work with you. You're okay. one of the best. There you that, go. Well, although Jack Jack Joseph Pig, uh, Pig is... Here you go. Produced by Michael W. Smith. Oh. Executive producers, Blanton and Harrell. Blanton and Harrell. There interesting. it is. Interesting. Well, he mentions Brown and Jack Joseph Pig, so that's interesting, too. Um, Don Fento, who was the pastor down at yep. uh, Belmont Church at the time. so And then Debbie W. Smith gets a thank you in there, too. Nice. His wife. So nice. Very good. There you go. With, uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, with the Argyle socks and everything. There you go, Michael W. Yeah. Smith. And it strikes me every time I see those pictures, those early pictures of Michael, I have a pastor friend that is the spitting image of 1982 Michael W. Smith. Is that right? Every time I see him, I just... <laughs> crack up inside that how much he looks i'll show you after this okay, podcast cool. is over so nice. anyway yeah so okay that's a great one by the way do you have any other michael on vinyl or is that I the do. only one let's see i've got project yep got big picture and i think that might be it big picture on vinyl is has one less track than the cd am i right or am i wrong on i that? think you're wrong on that. i think it's got everything okay got everything yeah, yeah, yeah. all right all right all right so uh, my next one is from 1979 Okay. And it is Matthew Ward's first solo album, Toward Eternity. Oh, nice. There are so many good players on this album. Abe Laboriel on bass, Michael Marty on nonsense, Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters what? fame on guitar. Who are you going to call? Yeah, we're going to call Ray Parker Jr. to play <laughs> guitar on Toward Eternity. Jay Graydon on guitar, who co wrote Turn Your Love Around for George Benson with Steve oh, Lukather. Nice. So. Yeah. And Phil Kagey playing uh, the bulk of the solos here. Um, some really great Phil guitar on It's All Right, Till the Walls Fall Down, kind of a rocker. You know, that's the thing about, for coming out of such a um, uh, a band like Second Chapter that's got, you know, lots of airy harmonies and kind of um, 
you wouldn't think of necessarily being hard rock. Boy, when they turn Matthew Ward loose, mm-hmm. he's got an incredible rock voice. Yeah, just he right does. up there with any yep. of those guys, like Brian Duncan, Elefante, Greg X. Volts, Bob Carlisle. Yes. He's right up there with any of those guys. Um, there's also a nice version of Noah's song, which is one of my top five Phil Kagey songs ever. But I do like Phil's version better on the way home than Matthew's version. But overall, great, great album. Really nice solo uh, start to Matthew Ward's career. So 1979, Toward Eternity. And again, it's one of those CDs. They re-released all this stuff on CD back in the day. Didn't pick it up. And now I think it's like 60 or 70 bucks if you try to mm. grab it on Discogs. Yeah. So anyway, not not having it. Just can't, just can't do it. Right, right, uh, right, Robot Dan? Hello, everyone. My name is Robot Dan. Not to be confused with Steely Dan. By the way, Ricky, don't lose that number. You don't want to call nobody else. Okay. Wow, Robot Dan knows uh, some, some some Steely Dan Steely Dan lyrics. <laughs> okay, well, Jeez. that's not what the firmware, that's kind of not what I expected, but oh well. Nice. Okay. All right. My next one here. Take us out of here, Dave. Let's see. We are going to do, um, let's see. All right. So I'm going to do a uh, early DeGarmo and Key album. This is one of my favorites from this era. This is, um, let's see. This is from 80. And it is Stella. This ain't Hollywood. Now, the, the title track is called Stella, This Ain't Hollywood. But the album title is This Ain't Hollywood. And I'm noticing the marquee on the back is is in a mirror so it's flipped right and they're apparently at the tennessee theater okay or the isisinit theater with (laughs) omer ed yik Danab. okay the garmonkey band (laughs) yeah interesting cover yeah and then uh i was kind of backward masking there for a minute wasn't i yeah, I wonder what that says backward. It probably says, listen to this ain't Hollywood. It says, but, um, no, no, no. I know what it yeah. says. It says this. What are you looking for the devil for when you ought to be looking for the Lord? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's Petra. That's Petra. It's the backward masking part on Judas Kiss. Thank you, Robot Dan. Robot, I like this update. <laughs> yeah, this is good. So this features, of course, Eddie on keyboards, uh, vocals and guitars with Dana. Then you got the Mint bass with Joe Hardy. The, the what bass? Mint. Mint? M-I-N-T. Huh. I was going to ask you what that was. Um, you got me. Okay. The Maybe it's bass. Minty Fresh. Could be. John uh, Hampton on drums. Okay. Then you've got uh, Roy Howell on the slide guitar. Okay. And uh, there's a very special appearance by a very young Amy Grant That's on this right. album. She's on this album. Uh, right. What they sing, Nobody Loves Me Like You, which is a very Doobie Brothers-esque sounding song. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, I love this DeGarmo Key album. This is back when they were very guitar heavy, and this is back when they played uh, played as her band. So when Amy Grant ran tour, DeGarmo Key was her band. Right. That's right. Um, Stella, this ain't Hollywood. When he comes back, uh, you gave me all. Um, like I said, uh, nobody loves me like you. Just some of the highlights of this um, this DNK album, and this again is from 1980. This album looks really well loved, so you have listened yes. to this a lot. It is broken in, isn't it? Look it at is. Cover. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like an old baseball glove. It's yep. very broken in. That's, that's and that's even great. look here at the jacket's got a hole in it. Yeah, you that, know. See, that's the thing. I I got yep. sick of all that stuff when I got rid of my vinyl. Right. So it's, it's just very well worn. Very well worn. It's well loved. Well it is. played. A lot of love there. You know. Nobody loves me like you. That's right. What do you got? I don't know. I got a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> so I'm going to go to 1978, and um, we're going to do instrumental music this time, and it's Phil Kagi with The Master and the Musician. Nice. Kagi's first instrumental album. He said a bunch. Um, evidently, I did a little digging on this. This was supposed to be um, an effort that Kagi recorded with Richard Souther, the keyboard player that's on uh, How the West Was Won. Mm-hmm. So they were going to do this as kind of a project together. And I, the the research is unclear kind of why Souther couldn't go. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, he wasn't able to go. So Kagi went by himself um, to go into the studio to make this album. And so he pretty much does everything on the album. Um, the Christian market, when this came out, according to my research, uh, they had no clue how to market a uh, 
Christian instrumental album. And so, um, because, you know, back in the day, you didn't have Mardell. You didn't have family Christian books. Right. You had Stephen Debbie's Christian bookstore down on the corner, and that's about mm-hmm. all you had. You know, you had these barely shoestring Christian bookstores that, right. that were run. And um, so they weren't quite sure what to do with an all-instrumental Christian album. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so a writer named Stuart Skedron Wattles wrote a story to accompany the music, and the story was included kind of in the packaging of the vinyl. So okay. you kind of got this story of what's going on, and the story basically is there's a young musician during the Renaissance period attempting to gain an audience with the king and his court. That's what it is, the master and the musician. So um, this was first released on CD in 1989. I did pick that one up okay. because I was, of course, a keggy fanatic. Um, and it contained a bonus track, which is kind of an epilogue, and then in a, a Phil's version of Amazing Grace. The album was re-released again in 2017 as a two-disc pass- package with the full album plus the bonus track of Epilogue and Amazing Grace and a second disc with Phil giving a track-by-track breakdown on the album. And here it is. Oh, there it is. There's my double-disc, two-disc nice. set uh, of, of the uh, the Master and the Musician 30th Anniversary Edition. I have it. And the second disc is kind of Phil talking through all the tracks oh. and kind of giving a commentary. And then he pulls the the producer, Gary Hedden, in, and they talk for a while about recording. And I so, love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love to hear the stories behind albums. So anyway, this is a great uh, package that came out. And I got this for Christmas one year. And now getting in used copies of this 30th anniversary edition, they're really expensive. So I'm going to hang on to this one. But 1978, Master and the Musician by Keggy. Love it. Still listen to it all right. the time. Great Still choice. listen to it all the time. Yeah. You like Keggy? Uh, I'm just he, guessing you do. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's, he's for a short guy with nine and a half fingers. <laughs> all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's easily one of my favorites. Okay. He's easily one of my favorites. I never would have known, Derek. Yeah, I know. All right, my next one here is um, kind of a, I don't, I don't want to go too far and say it's groundbreaking, but it did uh, kind of lead the way in Christian music and becoming uh, like a very almost mainstream type sounding album, and that is uh, The Imperials, another band, another group in my house that, uh, yes. that was played a lot by my parents. But when this one came out, it didn't sound like your parents' Imperials. Uh, they got with Michael and Marty to okay. produce this album. I need to guess which one. catapulted know. them into pop rock success. Okay. Yeah. It changed their course. Whoa. One more song for you? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. There you go. Yes. One more song for you. Hey, there's, there's Armand. Yeah. There we found Armand on, on the album cover. There he is. Wow. That is great. Yeah. So they got Michael and Marty to produce this. There's Michael on the back there with them is. around the piano. Yep. And uh, boy, it just really made them extremely popular because they were uh, very, this is a very modern sounding album at the time. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier. This came out in um, 79. 79. Wow. 1979. Now, I could have, the one after the follow up here was, was Priority. I oh. I could have picked that one too because yes. it was very similar. Michael uh-huh. and Martin produced that, but I uh, went with the one that kind of started it. Yeah. And it really made me a big fan. Uh, produced by Omardian. Uh, this see. has got to be so heavy with West Coast guys. Yeah, it was, well, it was mastered in Hollywood at AM Mastering. Okay. Uh, let's see who was on here. Uh, got Paul Lim. Mm-hmm. You got Marty Walsh on guitars, Omardian yep. on keyboards, yep. Abraham Le- Laborio. Yep, nice. Yep. On bass, horn section. Jerry uh, Hay. Uh, no, got Chuck Finley. Gary Grant. Uh, Kim Hutchcroft, okay. Dick Hyde, sax solo is uh, Kim Hutchcroft. Okay. Uh, so yeah, very um, West Coast produced album. Stormio Martin sang background vocals. So did yes. Marty McCall from First oh, Call. Of course, yeah, she, he's on here as yeah. well. But uh, boy, I just love this Imperials album. I still listen to it all the time. I've got it on uh, CD as well. Yeah, but uh, some highlights. I'm forgiven. Um, what can I do for you? Living without your love. Eagle songs, a great ballad that oh, Russ sings. Oh, forgot about that one. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah. probably my favorite. Is on higher this. power on this one too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, higher power. The rocker. Oh, higher power. And you feature Armin. Nice. Yes, that I was did. an Armin. Uh, I pulled Armin nice. out there. That's, I know. See, uh, closer than ever. Probably my favorite cut. Jim Murray sings on the uh, on the chorus, and it's way up here. Yep. 
But uh, yeah, boy, just pop '80s magic right here yeah, with uh, one more song great. for you. That is great. Okay, so my next one goes to 1976. Wow, you're going way back. Yeah, it's going way back, um, and it is Phil Kagi. No, yeah. really? Yes. I broke my. I broke this rule. I That's never right. do this, but I broke it this it's time. It's our podcast. That's right. I can do what I want. It's my <laughs> podcast. It's Love Broke Through from 1976. Oh, yeah. And here's my copy of Look Love Broke Through. This was the two disc thing that Murr did when they paired this up with What a Day, and they put it on the same album. So I did, and again, I got all the CDs that of Phil's that came out. These kind of these two discs. I have the three disc or the two disc one that has three albums on it up there in my stash. It's Flipside and Town to Town and Play Through Me. I've got that up there. But, nice. So this is 1976, Love Broke Through. Um, boy, this album just, um, it just really holds up. It's um, so many good songs that he still does. Time is on here. Um, it's time and it's coming to an end. Um, it's a classic Kagi. Uh, just the same as kind of a early rocker that he did that was great. Um, As the Ruin Falls, which is, um, it's a beautiful um, ballad that Phil did on this. It's a C.S. Lewis poem. Oh. And C.S. Lewis wrote it for the, um, as his wife Joy was approaching death. Um, and he wrote about As the Ruin Falls. And so uh, evidently Phil loved that poem and put it to music. And it's, it's beautiful. So this album is a who's who of studio talent. It's got Annie Herring. It's got Matthew Ward, Mylon Lefevre, all singing broke, uh, background vocals. Mm-hmm. You've got Jim Gordon on drums. Um, anybody that knows anything about like 70s and 60s session drummers, Jim Gordon was a huge uh, session presence. Um, had a real tragedy, and I think he's in prison or an insane asylum now. So I'm not sure what happened with Jim Gordon. Lee Sklar's on bass. Oh, the great Lee Sklar. He is everywhere. And Michael Omardian on keyboards. So okay. again, oh. I still listen to this all the time. I, I will go to sleep listening to Love Broke Through. Really? So yeah. So I just love this album so much, and uh, it's so fun to get back into this. 70s Kagi because man he made some great albums he really did I mean that was yes. kind of his uh his era I, I, there's I nobody loved, like him nope there really wasn't and I just I love everything he did there so that's my nice. next to last one Love Broke Through from 1976 by Phil Kagi very nice my next to last one I had to pick an Amy album so I went with Age to Age oh there it is on vinyl on vinyl 82 wow that's an iconic cover shot isn't it is it? It yeah just, yeah like it from the uh, Sears uh, Photography Studio. Yeah, it's Olin Mills. Olin Mills, it's, I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's it, Olin it Mills. It is Olin Mills. It's, it's, it's her <laughs> Olin Mills right. <laughs> album cover. They're like, just use this. Yeah, just we, we took it in time for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she gave it to her grandma and put it on her album. Right, that's it. That, that's exactly what it is. Merry Christmas, Grandma. Yeah, and it's also going to be on my next album. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you open up the sleeve and you've got a uh, painting of the oh, uh, Amy. Of the Olin Mills picture. Of the Olin Mills picture. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, um, that looks like a hand drawing. That might be. Like, it's like, uh, it's like a, that scene in Napoleon Dynamite when they, he tried to draw the girl. Yes. It's, 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 um, it's, it's almost a Bob Ross uh, type it's of painting. Bob Ross, yes. Jeannie, oh, it's a happy little tree right, right over her shoulder. There it is. <laughs> but this, uh, this is, Probably the album that really catapulted her, you know, into fame. So many great Despite songs. Despite Fat on this. Baby. It, yeah, that's the album. That's the song you just have to skip over. I'm sorry. Just yeah. Can't yeah. listen to Fat it Baby. It comes at the end of side one. So it's, it does. You know, you can um, you can lift up the needle after Don't Run Away and you're good. Exactly. <laughs> but it's got In a Little While. I've decided a great rocker from Amy on this. Yep. Um, of course, uh, Rich's Singer Praise to the Lord. Yep. El Should Die. One of my all-time favorite, one of my probably one of my top ten Amy songs, "Arms of Love," wraps up this album. That's oh. a beautiful song, and it's a hoo-hoo of who's on here. Of course, you know Smitty's all over playing oh, yeah. keyboards. Gary Chapman's on here, produced yep. by Brown, uh, Blanton and Harold. Of course, the executive producers on this. They managed her at the time. Um, mixed at Mama Joe's Mama in Joe's. Los Angeles. Got it. Wow. Recorded though, of course, in Tennessee. Uh, you've got Mike Mike Brigadello. You got John Goyne on guitar. Paul Lim. Um, who else is on here? Um, Shane Keister. Maybe? Yep, Shane Keister. Uh, I've got heart credits. Cindy Reynolds. Okay. Vocals. Let's see. You got Gary Pig. He's on there. He's on there quite a bit. Mar- uh, Pam Marcall. Pam Marcall. Coley. 
Kathy Trockley. Yep, there she is. <laughs> Kathy Trockley is on here. And uh, here you go. Uh, vocal arra- arrangements on Fat Baby, in case you're wondering, is Alan Moore. So we have Alan, Alan Moore, Moore to thank for the vocal arra- arrangements on uh, Fat Baby. Do we Baby. have who wrote what songs? Didn't... Um, yes. Because Michael Card wrote El Shaddai. Didn't he also write I Have Decided? Uh, let's go to this side and look at I Have Decided. He did. Yeah, okay, Mark, that's what I thought. Michael Card. So we have two Michael Card songs on this album. Yeah. And a Rich Mullins song. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Age to Age, Amy Grant, a classic. Again, uh, this is uh, from 82 with her Olin Mills picture on the cover. <laughs> Very nice. Hey, uh, Robot Dan, uh, is Amy Grant your favorite? Or, or maybe... Yo, yo, here we go. Here we go again. It's time to kick the ballistics. Oh. My home girl Lisa B is in the house, oh, and when Lisa B is in the house, oh. the house is most definitely <laughs> packed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ha, definitely. Ha. I I know what you're saying. Well, Robot like, Dan is like a uh, real I'm, Dan. He's a Lisa Bevel fan. He's a Lisa Bevel fan. So I'm thinking yeah. Robot Dan might not be into the age to age era. I don't think so. So okay. <laughs> so I'm coming to my last one. Can okay. you, I, you've noticed a pattern here? Can you guess who's coming? I'm going to guess maybe a Phil Kagey. Wrong. Not Phil Kagey. Oh. No. I threw you I threw, I threw you for a loop there. Now, my, my my last one, these are in no particular order, is from 1980. Okay. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I want to require the 3Ds when we get Analog Dan back. Right. To do a deep dive on Carrie Livgren's Seeds of Change. Okay. This, oh, this is going to be a hard album to talk about. Um the the disc is star studded this was so um carrie had searched for a long time thought he'd found the answers in some kind of weird kind of pseudo religion and that kind of fell by the wayside and he became a christian so um in terms of where he was in his career this is after Point of No Return, Monolith 2 for the show, but right before you got to Vinyl Confessions. So Audio Visions, if you remember the album Audio Visions, right before then, he'd become a Christian. And so Seeds of Change was his first solo album uh, that he released. So on drums, you've got Barrymore Barlow, who's the drummer for Jethro Tull. Mm. Phil Ehart's on here from Kansas. Paul Goddard is on bass, if you know your Atlanta Rhythm section. He was the bass player for Atlanta Rhythm Section. Okay. Uh, Robbie Steinhardt from Kansas is yeah. on violin on here. Um, and then the vocalists. Oh, my goodness. This is a crazy list. So Jeff Pollard was a vocalist for LaRue. I think Jeff Pollard actually is the one that led him to the Lord. Oh. Steve Walsh from okay. Kansas is yeah. on one track. David Pack from really? Ambrosia is on one track. Uh. Milan Lefevre sings on this. And two tracks featuring Ronnie James Dio. Really? Ronnie James Dio from Black oh, Sabbath man. and Solo Fame. Wow. So um, Rock Candy Records re-released this album in 2014, and it's kind of a big departure from the original release. Some of the songs have actually been, had kind of some re-recorded sections and some new vocal performances, maybe outtakes that they used as the main vocal. In, and so this works on some songs, like the last song on the album is Ground Zero, which is, well, I'll talk about Ground Zero in a second. Um, it works not as well on others. How Can You Live, which is the song that Steve Walsh sings, not as good to live for the king has one of the best Carrie Livgren guitar solos, and they switched it on this re-recording. They did. So oh. I kind of prefer the other one. But I don't have this on disc, but I do have, this is very special, I have my 1983 copy of Carrie Livgren's autobiography, wow. Seeds of Change. So Look there at it that. is. A well, a well-read book. Look how worn it is. It is yes. I have read this so many times. Uh, it was given to me by um, my my mentor in church in, on 9-14-1985. There's wow. there's his signature, and there's where he gave it to me. Um, cost seven ninety five. That's a good got deal. Got it at Better Book Room. Nice. Got it down at Better Book Room. Um, and so when I read this, you know, I was kind of a typical high school kid, kind of like, oh, I'm a musician now, and I kind of don't want to be part of the church, and mm-hmm. I kind of just want to move away from all this. And reading Seeds of Change and listening to the album Seeds of Change really yanked, God used to kind of yank me back. Oh, wow. And so I, if I ever meet Carrie, I need to thank him for this book and this album. This is a hard album to talk about. Um, so many... 
this album is really close to my heart, mm. especially Ground Zero. Um, is just an amazing song uh, about the second coming of Christ. So, um, boy, this was, I loved listening to this album in preparation for this episode. So that's my top one, Carrie Livgren, 1980, Seeds of Change. Great, great album. I'm going to try to twist everybody's arm to do a deep dive on it. Well, and that's, uh, you know, why we talk about this music, Derek, is because it's all very personal it is. to us. Yes. And, you know, God's used it yep. in our lives. And to hear that story, that's just outstanding. Yeah, so that's definitely a, a that is absolutely a key album for me. So, wow. yeah. I will listen to that. I've not heard that album. Yeah, that you might listen to um, the original. I'll send you links to that. And okay. So it's on YouTube. Okay. It's been uploaded, so. Nice. Okay, you got one more. I got I think. one more. Oh, and, this, uh, this is going to be good. Yeah, I, I save this wait. for last okay. because it's probably one of my my most vinyl prized possessions. Okay. That I had. Honey Tree. It is not Honey Tree. Evie. Evie's close, okay. but no, it's Dino? not Evie. Dio. No. Okay. I, okay. Right. I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, you had an album by this artist earlier in honorable mentions. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And, um, oh. and I almost I had my hands on the album you chose. I'm like I'm gonna go with this. I'm like. <sighs> No, I've got to go with this one oh. because this is where it kind of started for me. And I'm talking about, this is my oldest selection, oh. 1977. And this is For Him Who Has Ears to Hear by Keith nice. Green. Nice. And boy, when you talk about albums go back to, um, you know, to, to for whatever reason, to take you back or, yeah. to, or to just to listen to God. This is one I put on all the time. It's just, I mean, it's just awesome. You put your, your love in my heart, kicks it off, and it just goes from there. Uh, so many great songs. Uh, he'll take care of the rest. Oh yeah, it's good. Such good, and you've got uh, you know the original cover here, which is oh, iconic. That. Keith pointing to heaven on the mess on the back here. Him and his wife. Um, Melody. Melody. Yep. Uh, their message is it says uh, this album was born through much prayer and the Holy Spirit, and is totally committed to the glory of God and His Son Jesus, who can give you ears to hear. And then they quote Matthew eleven fifteen. Oh wow. And that's on that's uh, on the back of the album, but uh, boy, your love broke through. Just so many great. Uh, great keith green songs on here and like i said one of my one of my most prized vinyl possessions uh i don't have it on cd i would like to get it on cd yeah is it pretty pricey uh well girder records has just come out with all those remasters of all oh. the keith green cds so you could probably pick that up for about 15 bucks well that's not Plus bad shipping. actually yeah uh i'm trying to look if we've got anybody you can look down here on the credits see if there's anybody that uh my hunch you is know better bill maxwell's gonna be yep bill maxwell played drums todd fishkin played bass who was one of the co-writers of love broke through okay uh course keith playing piano um i don't recognize oh, dean parks is one of the guitar players harlan rogers played organ harlan rogers of course was in koinonia um dean parks was a very uh well-known los angeles studio guitar player Played on some Steely Dan records. But yeah, these are good players. I knew you would know. Yeah. You would know. And Mike DC and Kenny Kotwitz, I don't recognize. But uh, yeah, really wow. good. Uh, really good. And when, let's see, where did they record this? Western Recording. Okay. Yeah. And who produced? Um, Let's see. I don't see it. Say? Doesn't say on the uh, album. Okay. A Sparrow Records release, by the way. Yeah. That's amazing. Concert. Okay. Yeah. I, so it doesn't say who produced. Engineered Larry Emmerine. That name sounds very familiar. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, mixed at Mama Joe's. There so you go. Mama Joe's. Mama Joe's again. Los Angeles. That's uh, where Age to Age was, I think. Yeah, it was. Mama Joe's. Yeah. But when you talk about Jesus music for me, this is hits the center of the mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. That's very good. There you go. My number the, one, Keith Green. Yeah. That is great. Um, okay, I think that about wraps up everything for us. This was fun. Yeah, maybe we should get one more input from uh, Robot Dan. What okay. Do you th- Call 1-800-FRIENDS-PHONE. <laughs> Operators are standing by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Robot Dan. Friends are friends forever. <laughs> they, they, operators are standing by. Going to the chapel, and we're going to get married. Okay. What? Going to the chapel, and we're going to get married. I okay. think that update's starting to go haywire. Yeah, I think so. I, I've got one here. It says um, Robot Dan does Love Crusade. <laughs> really? So uh, should I click on this? Oh, come on. Let's let's hear it. Okay. I'm scared. It's got to be better than as good as the Smitty's. I'm really scared. Okay. All right. Here we go. Love Crusade. Here yeah, comes. I'm scared. Yeah. Come on, everyone. There's a lot that can be done. A little love can go a long, long way. So rise to the occasion of radical invasion. Hey, don't 
Don't let the world go down in flames. Fight the fire with a fire. Push it to the limit wow. and be a renegade. Light a fuse, make a spark. Try to penetrate a heart. There's a burning need to fill the world with love. Love is kind. Man, love is going. sound. It makes yeah. the world go round. That's so it keep it turning. There could never be enough hatred. Something. Will spoil the feast. That's the nature of the beast. So Same. don't ever let Any your time. heart be swayed. Draw the sword. Slay the dragon. Get on the bandwagon and be a fighter on the love crusade. Wow. I have to say, Love Crusade has never sounded better, in my I, opinion. It's never sounded more robotic. <laughs> right. Maybe the next firmware upgrade will have Got to Be True, the rap uh, from oh. Got to Be True by well, Stephen Curtis Shaman and DC Curtis. Talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, one can, can only o- hope. One can only hope about that. Yeah. So, well, thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, blast into the past. It was so fun to go out of bounds. Um, and uh, do we have shout outs, by the way? Do we have shout outs to anybody? anybody shout outs. Um, uh, should probably shout out uh, our uh, our friend listener david acosta oh yeah that's who right. has a uh, jesus music um i can't remember the name of the forgive me i don't remember the name of the facebook page but 1969 to 89, 89. that's what it is yes. and he was kind enough to pin us to the top of the page oh, that's nice and talk about our, our last episode yeah, so thanks david, uh, thanks, david. It. really appreciate it and love the facebook page There's, yes oh, it's always so much I, I now that you mention uh that facebook page i do see a lot of second chapter how the west was one mentions yeah. on there so yep. that's where you're seeing it that's where i'm seeing it. okay yep, yep. that's a, that's 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 typical okay well thanks everyone hope you have a great uh a great rest of your week and uh, day, and thanks for listening. We sure appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll get uh, Analog Dan back Hopefully. soon. Uh, yes. uh, got an all-points bulletin out for him. We're going to put his face on a milk carton. Have you seen this podcast? I like that. So, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, everyone, take care, and uh, thanks for listening, and uh, the Lord be with you all. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.